As for the next point that Imam al-Barbahari rahimahullah brings, then point number 144, uh, he said, وَإِذَا رَأَيْتَ الرَّجُلَ وَأَنَسَ بْنَ مَالِكْ وَأُسَيْدَ بْنَ الْحُضَيْرِ رضي الله عنهم فَأَلَمْ أَنْهُمْ صَاحِبُ سُنَّةٍ إِنْ شَاءَ اللَّهِ وَإِذَا رَأَيْتَ الرَّجُلَ يُحِبُّ أَيُّوبَ وَابْنَ عَوْنِ وَيُونُسَ بْنَ عُبَيْدِ وَعَبْدَ اللَّهِ بْنِ إِدْرِيسَ الْأَوْدِي وَالشَّعْبِ وَمَالِكَ بْنَ مِغْوَلِ وَمُعَاذَ بْنَ مُعَاذَ وَوَهَبْ إِبْنَ جَرِيرِ وَحَمَّادَ بْنَ سَلَمَةِ وَحَمَّادَ بْنَ زَيْدِ وَمَالِكَ بْنَ عَنَسِ وَلَوْزَائِ وزائدات ابن قدامه فاعلم انه صاحب سنه واذا رايت رجلا يحب احمد بن حنبل والحجاج ابن من ابن المنحال واحمد بن نصر وذكرهم بخير وقال بقولهم فاعلم انه صاحب سنه سيد الامام البربهاري رحمه الله and if you see a man having love for Abu Huraira Anas ibn Malik and Usaid ibn al-Hudayr then know that he is a person of the Sunnah if Allah wills and if you see a man having love for Ayyub 
ibn Aoun, Yunus ibn Ubaid, Abdullah ibn Idris, Al-Audi, Al-Sha'bi, Malik ibn Mighwal, Yazid ibn Zuray, Mu'adh ibn Mu'adh, Wahab ibn Jarir, Hamad ibn Salama, Hamad ibn Zayd, Malik ibn Anas, Al-Awza'i, and Za'idah ibn Qudama, then know that he is a person of the Sunnah. And if you see a man having love for Ahmad ibn, ibn Hanbal, Al-Hajjaj ibn Al-Minhal, and Ahmad ibn Nasr, and who speaks favorably about them, and holds their sayings, then know that he is a person of the Sunnah. Shaykh Fawzan, Allah, he said, he's saying, وَإِذَا رَأَيْتَ رَجُلَ يُحِبُّ أَبَا هُرَيْرَةً If you see a man, and if you see a man loving Abu Hurairah, to the end of the quotes, Shaykh Fawzan said, having love for the Sahaba, the companions, in general, is obligatory. <coughs> having love for all of the companions in general, is obligatory as has proceeded and it is a part of Iman true faith however there are certain individuals from the companions whom the people of desires the people of the deviant sects have made attacks upon such as Abu Hurairah the narrator of the hadith the one who reported numerous ahadith from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam and they those people of innovation they are enraged at preservation of the sunnah so therefore they have hatred towards Abu Hurairah on, a, on account of his care and attention for narrating hadith and his preserving for this nation many of the ahadith of Allah's Messenger so they have hatred towards him on account of this he said وَأَنَسَ Sabun Malik and Anas ibn Malik Shaykh Fazan said the servant of the Prophet and Usaid ibn al-Hudayr and Usaid ibn al-Hudayr Shaykh Fawzan said, Al-Ansari, radiallahu anhu. So they, the people of innovation, they hate these ones because they hold a grudge against them on account of certain things which were specific to them from virtues to the exclusion of others from the companions of Allah's Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa he said, he's saying, وَإِذَا رَأَيْتَ رَجُلَ يُحِبُّ أَيُّوبُ وَابْنَ عَوْنُ وَيُنُسَ بْنَ عُبَيْدُ وَعَبْدَ اللَّهِ بِنْ إِدْرِيسَ الْأَوْدِي وَالشَّعْبِي وَمَالِكَ بْنَ مِغْوَلْ وَيَزِيدَ بْنَ زُرَيْ وَمُعَاذَ بْنَ مُعَاذْ وَوَهَبَ بْنَ جَرِيرْ وَحَمَّادَ بْنَ سَلَمَ وَحَمَّادَ بْنَ زَيْد وَمَالِكَ and if you see a man having love for Ayyub and Ibn Aun and Yunus ibn Ubaid and Abdullah ibn Idri, Idris al-Audi 
and Ash'abi and Malik ibn Mighwal and Yazid ibn Zurayt and Mu'adh ibn Mu'adh and Wahhab ibn Jarir and Hamad ibn Salama and Hamad ibn Zayd and Malik ibn Anas and Al-Awza'i and Za'idah ibn Qudama then know that he is a person of the Sunnah. Shaykh Fawzan said because these people were from the narrators of the Sunnah and from the preservers of the Hadith and the Imams of Jarh and Ta'deel the Imams of speaking in praise and speaking against narrators so the person who hates them he hates their fine deeds which is their preserving the Sunnah and giving care and attention to it with its chains of narration and its narrations and rebutting falsehood and fabrication from it so they mean people of innovation they do not have hatred for them except because of their carrying out this tremendous action with regards to the Sunnah through which Allah preserved the Sunnah of His Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and he said he's saying وَإِذَا رَأَيْتَ الرَّجُلَ يُحِبُّ أَحْمَدَ بْنَ حَنْبَلْ وَالْحَجَّاجَ بْنَ الْمِنْهَالْ وَأَحْمَدَ بْنَ نَصْرْ وَذَكَرَهُمْ بِخَيْرٍ وَقَالَ بِقَوْلِهِمْ فَأَعْلَمْ أَنَّهُ الصَّاحِبُ سُنَّةٍ And if you see a man having love for Ahmad ibn Hanbal and Al-Hajjaj ibn Al-Minhal and Ahmad ibn Nasr and who mentions them with good and who holds their saying, who holds their sayings then know that he is a person of the Sunnah Shaykh Fawzan said these ones they are the Imams who were put to trial in these three who are mentioned here they, these are the Imams who were put to trial to compel them upon the saying that the Quran is created so they refused to say that at the time of Al-Ma'moon and Al-Mu'tasim and Al-Wathiq they were put to trial because of the Mu'tazila. Because the Mu'tazila, they became close attendants of the Khulafa. And they became advisors to them. So therefore they gained influence over them. And they entered upon them the Madhab, the position of the of Iqtizal. The position of the Mu'tazila. And they gave them the verdict that they ought to compel the people to say that the Qur'an is something created. So on account of it, a tremendous trial occurred. So Imam Ahmad stood firm with a firm stance and became like a tall mountain. And they were not able to do anything with him. Rather, he, he stayed firm and stood firm and remained patient upon torture and humiliation and prison until Allah aided this religion through him and through him he subdued those heretics and from the scholars, from the ulama there were those who were killed such as Ahmad, Ahmad ibn Nasr and other than him and ibn Nuh and in a footnote they mention that Ibn Nuh 
refers to Muhammad ibn Nuh, ibn Maymun, ibn Abdul Hamid, ibn Abi, ibn Abi al-Rijal, al-Ijli, one whose father was well known as the one who was beaten. So he was one of the people who were famous for, for being upon the Sunnah, and one of those who stayed firm in the Mishnah, in the trial. So Al-Ma'mun sent for him along with Imam Ahmad and a group. So he died on the way in the year 218. When Imam Ahmad was taken to the, to, to the Khalifa in chains, likewise Muhammad ibn Nuh was taken along with him. But Muhammad ibn Nuh, rahimahullah, he died on the way. Then Sheikh Razan mentioned, so some people, were, some people from them were killed those who refuse, some people from them were killed who refused to say that the Quran is a created thing, so they killed them. And as for Imam Ahmad, then they tortured him. And the Mu'tazila sought that he should be killed, but Allah saved him from killing, from being killed, and preserved the Khalifa from killing him. However, they tortured him and harmed him. So he had patience upon that until Allah aided him through Al-Mutawakkil, through the Khalifa Al-Mutawakkil, Ibn Al-Muqtasim. So he removed the trial, removed the mehna, this trial from him, and instead showed him respect and honor. And he manifested the Sunnah, Rahimahullah. Shaykh said, and this is Allah's way, that relief comes after difficulty. فَإِنَّ مَعَ الْعُسْرِ يُسْرَىٰ إِنَّ مَعَ الْعُسْرِ يُسْرَىٰ Surah Al-Sharh, the 94th Surah, Ayahs 5 to 6. The explanation, indeed, along with the difficulty, there will come ease. Indeed, along with the difficulty, there will come ease. And that's where Sheikh Al-Razam ends explanation of that point. But just before finishing, then just some biographies or brief biographies of the names mentioned here. And firstly, with regard to the companion, Abu Huraira, then he was Abu Huraira, well known by his kunya, Abu Huraira. His name, and they, there are many different sayings about what his name was and what his father's name was, but some of them point out that he's more, more correct. What's more correct from the sayings is that he was Abdurrahman <coughs> ibn Sakhar al-Dawsi. He came as a muhajir, making migration to the Prophet wasallam at the time of Khaybar, in the seventh year. He memorized the greatest number of ahadith from the Prophet wasallam, from the companions. And over 800 people have narrated from him. He died in the year 58. And the Prophet made dua supplication for him and for his mother, saying, O oh Allah, make these servants of yours beloved to the believers, and make the believers beloved to them. Hadith <coughs> by Muslim. As for the companion Anas ibn Malik, then he was Anas ibn Malik ibn al-Nadr, Abu Hamza al-Ansari from the Ansar, al-Najjari. He 
came to serve the Prophet and he stayed closely attached to him for ten years from when he migrated until the death of the Prophet and he himself was one of the last of the Sahaba, one of the last of the companions to die and he died in the year 93 in Basra at the age of 103 Allah's Messenger وسلم, made dua for him saying O oh Allah, grant him increase and wealth and children and bless him in what you bestow upon him. Reported by Muslim. And in another narration, reported also by Muslim, he himself added, Anas radiallahu anh said, added, By Allah, my fortune now, it said in later life, my fortune is now huge and my children and grandchildren exceed 100 in number. And as for the companion Usaid ibn Hudayr, then he was Usaid ibn al-Hudayr ibn Simak al-Ansari al-Ashhadi Abu Yahya. He was one, who, one of those who accepted Islam early on. Obviously wrong people of Medina accepted Islam early and he gave the pledge at Aqaba. And he received seven wounds at the Battle of Uhud. He died in the year 20 and he was buried in Al-Baqi. Concerning him... <coughs> There's a hadith in Tirmidhi declared Sahih by Shaykh al-Albani that Allah's Messenger وسلم, said What an excellent man is Abu Bakr What an excellent man is Umar What an excellent man is Usaid ibn Hudayr What an excellent man is Thabit ibn Qais ibn Sham, ibn Shimas What an excellent man is Mu'adh ibn Jabal What an excellent man is Mu'adh ibn Amr ibn al-Jamur And as for the remaining names, then uh, again a very brief biography with regard to each of them. And firstly, Ayyub, that he was, Ayyub ibn Abi Tamima, Kaysan, his father's name was Kaysan, it was Abu Tamima, Asakhtiani, he was Abu Bakr al Basri, from Basra. He was reliable, firm, a proof. He was the Imam. And all of this, as usual, these biographies, they take from the works of Al-Hafid ibn Al-Dhahabi and Al-Hafid ibn Hajar. So he was the Imam. From the major scholars of fiqh, the worshippers, the people of Zuhud, he was born in the year 100, 131. Or rather, he rather he died, of course. He died in the year 131 at the age of 65. Concerning Ayyub al-Sakhtiyani, Shu'ba said, I never saw the like of him. He was the noblest one of the jurists, noblest one of the scholars of fiqh. Hamad ibn Zayd said about him, Ayyub is the most excellent person whom I have sat with and the most zealous one upon the sunnah, the most zealous one upon following the sunnah. Salam ibn Abi Muti said, a man from the people of the deviant sects said to Ayyub, Can I speak a word with you? So he responded, La wala nisf kalima. No, not even half a word. And from Hisham ibn Hassan who said, Ayyub as Sakhtiani performed Hajj 40 times. We go to the next of the great Imams, then Ibn Aun. Then he was Abdullah ibn Aun ibn Artaban. 
Abu Aun, his kunya was Abu Aun al-Basri, again from Basra. He was reliable, firm, a person of virtue. From the contemporaries of Ayyub, the one we just heard about, Ayyub al in knowledge and action and age. One of the great scholars, born in the year 66 and died in the year 151. Ibn al-Mubarak said about him, I never saw anyone who had been mentioned to me previously except that when I met him <coughs> he was less than what I had, had mentioned to me I, mean, I never heard about any person except that I, I met the per when I met the person he was less than the description that had been given to me except for Haywat and Ibn Aoun and Sufyan except for these three I mean, they exceeded what had been said about them already so as for Ibn Aoun then I would have loved that I could have stayed with him until I die or he dies. Concerning him, Abdurrahman Abdurrahman Ibn Mahdi said, There was nobody in Iraq who knew the Sunnah better than Ibn Aun. Qurra Ibn Khalid said, We used to be amazed at the piety of Ibn Sirin, but then we were caused to forget it altogether by Ibn Aun. Rauh ibn Ubada said, I never saw anyone who was a greater worshipper, greater upon Ibadah worship than Ibn Aun. And Kharij ibn Mus'ab said, I sat with Ibn Aun for twelve years, and I don't think that the two angels wrote any bad deed against him. As for the next great Imam, Yunus ibn Ubaid, and he was Yunus ibn Ubaid ibn Dinar al-Abdi, Abu Ubaid al-Basri, again from Basra, and he was, they mentioned, reliable, firm, a person of excellence and piety. Abdul Malik ibn Musa said, I never ever saw a man who sought forgiveness, did istighfar, more frequently than Yunus ibn Ubaid. It was said, a man came to Yunus, Yunus ibn Ubaid, and complained of poverty. So he said, Would you like to have a hundred thousand, I mean a hundred thousand dinars, dirhams, one or the other, a hundred thousand of, of a currency, would you like to have a hundred thousand instead of your eyesight which you see with? So he said, No. He said, Then what about your hearing which you hear with? I mean, would you like to exchange that for a hundred thousand? He said, No. He said, Then your tongue which you, which you speak with? What about that for a hundred thousand? He said, no. He said, then your two legs. He said, no. He said, what about your sanity then? He said, no. He said, then I can see that you have hundreds of thousands. You have hundreds of thousands of dinars worth. And you're still complaining of poverty. Likewise, Ibn Shawdab said, from Yunus himself, that he said, there are two qualities which if they are corrected from the person then everything else beside them will be corrected his salat, his prayer and his lisan, his tongue likewise Hamad ibn Zayd said Yunus, Yunus ibn Ubaid said preserve three things from me let not one of you enter upon a ruler to recite the Quran to him and let not one of you be alone in private with a young woman to recite the Qur'an to her 
and don't let your hearing be open to the people of the deviant sex. And he died in the year 139. As for the next great Imam, then Abdullah ibn Idris ibn Yazid al-Audi, then he was Abu Muhammad al-Kufi. He was reliable, a scholar of fiqh, a jurist, an abid, a worshipper, born in the year 115 and died in the year 192. Imam Ahmad said about him, Abdullah ibn Idris al-Audi, that he was one of a kind. Abu Hatim said about him that he was an imam from the imams of the Muslims, a hujja, a proof. Ibn Sa'ad said about him, he was reliable, trustworthy, abundant in hadith, a proof, a person of sunnah and, ja and the jama'ah, person of the sunnah and the jama'ah. Ibn Hibban said, he was firm upon the sunnah. As for this, the next scholar, Al-Sha'bi, Imam Al-Sha'bi, and he was Amir ibn Sharahil Al-Sha'bi, Al-Kufi from Kufa, Abu Amr Al-Hamdani. They describe him as being the Imam, the example, a sign for the Sunnah. He was a great memorizer, he was reliable, and he was a deliverer of verdicts. He reached a large group of the companions. He was born, upon the famous saying, six years into the Khilafah of Umar. Ibn Uyayna said about him, Ashabi, that the people after the companions of Allah's Messenger وسلم, used to say, there was Ibn Abbas in his time, and Ashabi in his time, and Athawri in his time. Makhul said, I never saw anyone with better fiqh than Ashabi. And he also said, or rather he himself said, Ashabi said about himself, I never had to write with black upon white. You know, I never wrote any, anything down upon paper, never needed to. I never wrote with, with ink upon paper. And I never had a hadith narrated to me except that I memorized it. He died in the year 104. And they also mentioned about him that one time a man came to him and spoke ill of him. In, in public, in front of everybody, they spoke ill of him. So he responded and said, if what you have said is a lie, then ask for Allah's forgiveness. And if what you have said is true, then I ask for Allah's forgiveness. As for the next Imam who was mentioned, Malik ibn Mighwal al-Bajali al-Kufi, they mentioned he was the Imam, the reliable one, the Hafiz, the memorizer, Abu Abdullah. Ahmad al-Ijli said, he was a righteous man. Outstanding in virtue. Ibn Uyayna said, A man said to Malik ibn Mighwal, Ittaqillah, fear Allah. So he went and he placed his cheek upon the ground, upon the earth. At Tabarani said about him, he was one of the best of the Muslims. As for the next Imam, then Yazid ibn Zurayy, he was Abu Mu'awiyah al Aishi al Basri from Basra. Al-Hafid, again, a great memorizer, one of the Imams, Abu Uwana said, I accompanied Yazid ibn Zurayt for 40 years. Every year he increased in good. Abu Hatim said, he was reliable, an Imam. Imam Ahmad said about him, he was the sweet-smelling flower of Basra. 
bin Hibban said, he was one of the most pious of the people of his time. Mu'awiyah ibn Salih said, I said to Ibn Ma'in, who is the most reliable of the sheikhs of Basra? He said, Yazid ibn Zurayr. He was born in the year 101 and he died in the year 182. As for the next Imam, then Mu'adh ibn Mu'adh, he was Abu al-Muthanna, al-Ambari, al-Basri. He was the judge of Basra, an Imam, a Hafiz, and a reliable writer. Imam Ahmad said about him, he is a joy to the eye in hadith and he is at the limit of firmness and precision in Basra I never saw anyone with more intellect than him he was born in the year 119 and died in the year 196 as for the next imam that he was Wahab ibn Jarir ibn Hazim Abu Abbas Al-Azdi, again Al-Basri from Basra. He died in the year 206. He was a Hafid, again a great memorizer of Hadith. An Imam, Imam Ahmad said about him, he was a person of the Sunnah. As for the next and a great Imam, then he was Hamad ibn Salama, ibn Dinar, Abu Salama al-Basri, the Hafid, the great memorizer, the great Alim scholar, the scholar of the people of Basra, Sheikh al-Islam. He was reliable and a worshipper. Ibn Ma'in said about him, If you see anyone speaking against him, then doubt his Islam. Affan said, I have seen people who have more worship than Hamad ibn Salama, but I have never seen anyone who was more, se more severe in adhering to good and in reciting the Quran and in performing actions for Allah's sake than him. Abdurrahman ibn Mahdi said, If it had been said to Hamad ibn Salama, you're going to die tomorrow, he would not have been able to increase in action with anything. Yunus al-Mu'addib said, Hamad ibn Salama died in the mosque in Sajj whilst he was praying. And it is said with regard to him that he was an imam in the Arabic language, a scholar of fiqh, correcting in his language, Severe against the Muqtadi'ah, severe against the people of innovation. As for the next Imam, then he was Hamad ibn Zaid ibn Dirham, Abu Ismail al Basri from Basra, al Azdi, the great scholar, the Hafiz, the reliable scholar, the scholar of hadith of his time. Concerning him, Abdurrahman ibn Mahdi said, The Imams of the people in their time were four Sufyan in Kufa. And Malik in Hijaz, and Al Awza'i in Sham, and Hamad ibn Zayd in Basra. And he also said about him I never saw in Basra anyone who had greater fiqh than him, nor did I see anyone who knew the Sunnah better than him. And Ahmad ibn Hanbal said about him Hamad ibn Zayd is from the Imams of the Muslims. He was born in the year 98, and he died in the year 179. And as for the remaining names, then they are great and famous Imams and they, you, I really can't do justice, I'll just mention basically their names and when they, when they lived. Then Malik ibn Anas ibn Malik al-Asbahi, famous Imam, Imam Malik. Then he was the Imam of Darul Hijra, Imam of Medina, Abu Abdullah, 
died, he was rather he was born in the year 94 or 97, and he died in the year 179. And as for Al Awza'i, again the famous Imam and jurist, Imam Al Awza'i, Shaykh Al Islam, Abdurrahman ibn Amr, Abu Amr Al Awza'i, the Faqih of the people of Sham, and their Imam. He is from the people of Damascus originally, but he went to live in Beirut, to live on the forefront of Islam, live on the frontier of Islam in Beirut, and he died there in the year 157. As for Zaida ibn Qudama, then he was Abu Salt al-Thaqafi, al-Kufi, from Kufa, al-Hafid, a great memorizer. Abu Hatim said about him, he was reliable, a person of the Sunnah. Abu Dawud said about him, he would not narrate hadith to any of the Qadariyyah, nor to any person of innovation who he was aware of. And they likewise mentioned about him that before he would narrate hadith to a person, he would ask about him. And if he found him to be a person of innovation, he would not narrate to him. He died in the year 161, whilst, fight, whilst on a military expedition against the Byzantine Romans. As for al-Hajjaj ibn Minhal, then he was al-Hajjaj ibn Minhal al-Basri from Basra, Abu Muhammad al-Anmati, al-Anmati, the great Hafid, memorizer and worshipper. He was mentioned as being reliable, a person of the Sunnah, and he died in the year 217. And as for Ahmad ibn Hanbal, then the great Imam Ahmad ibn Muhammad ibn Hanbal al-Shaybani, Abu Abdullah, the Imam of the Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah, Shaykh al-Islam, one who, as we heard earlier on, stood firm in the trial where they tried to force the people to say the Quran is something created. And as some of the scholars mentioned, that Allah aided this religion through two men, through Abu Bakr on the day of apostasy and through Ahmad ibn Hanbal on the day of the trial. He was born in the year 164 and died in the year 241. And finally, Ahmad ibn Nasr, Great Imam Ahmad ibn Nasr ibn Malik al-Khuzai. And he was the major Imam, the Shaheed, the one who died as a martyr. As Ibn Ma'in mentioned, Allah granted him at the end of his life martyrdom. He was known as a person who frequently ordered the good and forbade, forbade the evil and spoke out with the truth. And he was tortured to try and force him to say the Quran was created. Tortured and imprisoned and chained, but he refused. And he was tortured and he was killed in the year 231. Rahimahullah wa rahimahumullah.